King Arthur? What the fuck is he doing here? I don't know, but I'm in. Let's talk about it on the next episode of Shonen and Suds. Cody, 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 Cody. I think we've kept him waiting long enough, haven't we? Yeah, I think we definitely have. <laughs> Dude, the second half of this first season of Seven Deadly Sins, I was in before, but now I'm fucking strapped in. Strapped in. Absolutely loved it. But, you know, I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself. Welcome to Shonen and Suds, everyone. I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I am Cody Snodgrass. Welcome, welcome. Uh, yeah, I know uh, last week we were interrupted by a, uh, we had our first OVA episode. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, it was my anniversary, so I just didn't get around to watching it. I just got lazy during the week, and then the weekend I was uh, just, you know, pretty much preoccupied. So, Yeah, it was, I think it was a busy week for everybody, it seemed like. Um, mm. Yeah. We were able but to yeah. put out. We were able to put out some sort of an episode, right? <laughs> exactly. And that, that's that's the name of the game, and that's really what those OVA episodes are for. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. But now let's let's get back into you know we're gonna today we're gonna be finishing up the second half of the season one of Seven Deadly Sins. And Cody, man, I've got a lot to talk about on this one. It, it was good. It was fucking good. And you know why it was good, Cody? Because they took out all the bullshit fan service. But you know what? Cody, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get too riled up. Um, we, we, you know, we're, we're, we're going all shonen. We need to back up and, you know, hit the bar <laughs> and grab some suds. So, uh, you know, Cody, what you drinking today? Well, Chris, you mentioned King Arthur in the, uh, in our intro, you said there, uh-huh. uh, and we're talking about a couple different Kings today. And I figured it might as well just go ahead and grab a tall boy of the King of beers, Budweiser. Oh shit, we're going bud heavy. That's right. Uh, the, the original Anheuser Busch product, I, I do believe so at least. Um, Indeed. Well, but don't don't stop there, Cody. You know, we spent a good time before we started recording on to why you went with Budweiser this week. I know, I know, you're a fan of Budweiser. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, I mean, it's practically a food group where you're from. That's but right. There, there's a reason why you went with Budweiser. Yeah, Chris, we got the uh, the Nelly Special Tall Boy Edition. Uh, which just came out today, actually. Uh, featuring... and, and by Nelly, you're talking about the, the Grammy-winning rapper. Yeah. Nelly. Yeah, Nelly, uh, country grammar can edition with the lyrics for the song on the sides. Um, Fuck. From the Lou, you know. <laughs> very, oh, indeed. A very cool uh, homage to him. So, uh... And that's cool. I actually think that's really cool. I would absolutely love to get my hands on one of those cans and i is that something that is national or are they just going to do that i mean you're in st louis from st louis nelly's from st louis um i would completely understand if it was just like a local thing yeah as far as i know i think it's just a local thing um mostly just because like the post i originally saw was actually a picture of the can and it was like propped under the arch and it was like a cool little like scenery like landscape type of photo with just the can sitting there um, but cool shit. I told you before, Chris, I'll, I'll do my best to try and snag you one of these cans. And hopefully when, Please do. when all this COVID stuff's over, I can we can crack them together or we can save, oh, save them for the collection, you know. Now, they've got the Nelly can. Do they do now? Do they have the Murphy levers? <laughs> can we get all like the St. Lunatics? Like what? Oh, the whole the whole <laughs> lunatic, the whole the whole team. I would love that. Yeah, that'd be that would be something. Uh <laughs> But we'll have to see. Uh, but Chris, what about you? What are you What are you drinking on tonight? Well, you know, it's kind of funny. Like I'm, I'm, I, I'm going with a bottle, but I'm actually doing something very similar. I'm doing, uh, you know, 
sticking with the the you know the the Mexican loggers, I've got a uh, a Corona, but not just a regular Corona, but a Corona familiar. You know, it's kind of like a Corona, but it just tastes a little more familiar. And by familiar, I mean this is essentially like the Budweiser version of the Corona family. So it's kind of funny that you know you're drinking. Yeah, mine doesn't have like Pitbull or anything on there. I mean, I don't, even, I don't even know if he's from Mexico. That's just really mean of me to say, and I apologize. That's not that's we we don't do that here. We don't tolerate that kind of stuff on this cast. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's very similar. I mean, it's super malty. I mean, it's less than five percent ABV. Super clean, super smooth. I mean, if you like Corona, you'll like this one. It's all the same. Now, Christy, have the slice of lime with it. Oh, you know I do. Okay, good. Just had to, just double checking, you know. Can't have a Corona oh, yeah. without the lime slice. Oh, absolutely. I I, I am fully equipped. <laughs> but love that. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um. So now that we've got beers and we've got them in hand, let's. I mean, I'm just ready to. Oh no 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 no. We just spent the whole time talking about this too, Cody. We got some like some like solid anime news before we get started. I think it's worth talking about. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some worldwide uh, box office topping the Demon Slayer movie, Chris, is here. Uh, yeah. Just had one of the biggest opening weekends of all time. Yeah, and apparently um, I saw that it um, it grossed uh, over $44 million, which is massive. Not, I mean, and, and, I mean, maybe that's par for the course when you look at like animated movies or something, especially I mean, looking, look at 2020 in general. I don't know the state of theaters over in Japan, but like, you know, when you think of a big movie in, in the States, you're looking at like something like Avengers Endgame, which is grossing like fucking social security number size, you know, values on the weekend. But look at a, an anime movie, a, a very popular anime, you know, at that, and it's blowing out Frozen Two in in the Japanese box office by a lot. Yeah, it's had a bigger opening weekend than Your Name and like Weathering with You, so it's it's on par to, to be like the biggest animated film ever, um, which is and, crazy. Like, yeah, and like what's crazy is is you know, I, I've well, I know when we first started this thing, Cody, I said I was I was pretty vocal about I'm I just could I can't get into Demon Slayer. I've tried. Um, but you know this movie putting up these kind of numbers makes me want to give it another go. Like makes me want to give it another try. I only gave it the one try. You know maybe this is one that's you know like my hero or so many other shows where it's going to take me a good like second or third try before I'm locked in. Yeah, it, it'll definitely be something that we nominate here. Uh, I might put it on our next nomination that we do. Um, right, nothing wrong with that. Just because I've never dove into it, and uh, like you said, the numbers the numbers can't lie, right? Like. <laughs> Hey, look, numbers don't lie. Of course, you know I'm checking my Scott Steiner math here, and uh, the the numbers don't lie. <laughs> but you know, I thought that was really really cool and something really neat to share. And I mean, I mean, even if it's one of those things that you know maybe you know I I'm, I know the movie will come to the states, and you know maybe I'll watch the movie first, and then like oh this was really good, and then I'll go back and watch the show. And that's happened a few times with animes. Um, where I've seen the movies or maybe like an OVA movie first, and I was like, oh, these are really cool characters. Show me more. Like, believe it or not, my first exposure to Dragon Ball Z was a Dragon Ball Z movie. I, the the tree of uh, the tree of woe, tree, Doom Tree, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. The one that had the one that had Turles in it. I was hoping you weren't going to say uh, 
the live action like Dragon Ball Evolution. No, God, <laughs> it's gonna no. be like no, 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 <laughs> no, hell no, no. My uh, my first exposure to Dragon Ball Z. I mean, granted, Dragon Ball came on like Telemundo when I was a kid, but Dragon Ball Z, um, it always it was very iffy when it would come on. But I remember um, the my video store had the the whatever the Doom Tree Dragon Ball Z Doom Tree the one that had Turles in it. I know it was like the second or third movie. And it was like a shitty Pioneer dub. So like really, I'm talking like like early 90s mm-hmm. um and i was like oh this is really fucking cool and turns out that's like one of the worst fucking dragon ball movies but like i thought it was like really cool um and that's when i started discovering like dragon ball z characters because i thought they were all like dragon ball i was like Where, where's the kid with the tail you know shit like that but mm-hmm. but what, what i'm saying is i told you all that to tell you this movies sometimes movies are how i've been exposed to an anime series yeah there's nothing wrong with that i don't think uh no, not at all. But you know, Cody, and I'm—I've been fighting the urge because I keep, every time I pull up Netflix, I keep getting the the recommend. You know, like when you go to Netflix, like the first thing that pops up is like something they recommend. Mm-hmm. I keep getting recommended the fucking Seven Deadly Sins movie, and it's like, God damn it, I don't want to watch you yet. <laughs> yep, it'll be. Um, well, we got a couple more episodes before we get to that, um, mm-hmm. and it's a—it's a pretty good movie. Um, but Chris, before we get to that, we got to dive into the the second half of season one here. Yes, we do. And uh, so, for those who are watching along, or who you probably watched along for a couple weeks now, we're covering episodes thirteen through twenty four. We're riding the first season out, and holy shit, Cody, it was so good. It started out um, a little. I mean, we'll, we'll kind of talk about it as we go through the episodes. Like there was a little bit of build up here in the next couple episodes, but then it just, it just cuts on the gas and doesn't let up until it's over yeah definitely. And i was very excited about that i'm a few beers in so i'm very talkative but uh <laughs> let's go ahead and dive in i got my pants on let's go ahead and dive into episode 13 get us started all right chris well if you remember our, our last episode I, I believe it ended with meliotis just breaking out of that the the jewel that thing prison that he was, gym that he, yeah, was, that he was kind of sealed yep. in um and he he's got these marks on his body again uh-huh. Excuse me. Um, but <clears throat> he's fighting against Jericho and Gila, and uh, is it this this first scene is where he actually cuts off? Is this where he cuts off oh, Gila's he just, arm? Just fucking cuts her arm off. Like, like more, it's, I guess it's more so her hand, like kind of mm-hmm. like up halfway, like through the forearm. But he just, just fucking cuts it off. Yeah, just slices right through her, uh, and takes out Jericho as well. And Jericho kind of aids Gila and. I guess somehow has some healing ability from the demon's blood, and she can like reattach her arm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, then he, M- Meliodas is definitely not himself right now. He's very much like kind of like almost like like in a blinding like blackout kind of rage or a wrath, some may call it. Yeah, it almost seems like our characters like when the emotions are uh, like at an all time high. That's when we really see like their true power kind of come to form. Mm-hmm. No, I I can see that actually being correct. Um, but he he starts fighting with Helbrum, um, and Hel- Helbrum actually seems to like kind of be whipping Meliodas's ass, uh, believe it or not. Yeah, Helbrum's Helbrum was a character that's kind of grown on me, like because we only really saw him fight that one time, or, or wait a minute, yeah, that one time against King, like in a couple in like a couple episodes before, and I was like, oh, he just fucking just took the wood to his ass. Mm-hmm. But he's he's going toe to toe with old coked out Meliodas here. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, right before he can uh, 
kind of land the finishing blow on Meliodas, uh, Deanne actually shows up and uh, she's using her uh, is it the Gideon is the name of it? Her her sacred treasure yeah. weapon. Her fucking hammer! Um, and while this fight is going on, we kind of flash over to Hauser uh, for a little bit and he's he's kind of told the kingdom basically of uh, Princess Veronica's passing. Um, mm-hmm. And we see that just for a brief moment and then we flash back and we get to see a little bit of Helbrum's like actual ability I guess you would call it and he has like this skill where he's linked to like a bunch of the other knights and like Hendrickson and like they can lend him like all of their power basically mm-hmm. it's kind of hard to explain but like it's almost like yeah it's, it's almost like they can like think of it almost like you know going back to the Dragon Ball Z reference, it's almost like a very specific spirit bomb, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like a spirit bomb that he, he doesn't have to, like, like, he, they can just lend him the power and he can, like, use their power willingly. Um, mm-hmm. But he escapes. <clears throat> um, and uh, then we we kind of flash to Bond and King, and Bond's basically telling him, he's like, hey, I'm gonna try and save the kingdom and try to figure out a way to bring back Elaine. Mm-hmm. And of course, for those remembering, Elaine is uh, that's King's uh, sister from the 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 for, uh, was it the Fairy Forest? Yeah, the Fairy King Forest. She was like yep. the one that was watching over like the uh... oh, what's Fountain it? of Youth. Yeah, the Fountain of Youth. Thank you. Um, but yeah, then our our group kind of like we kind of reassemble um, and we kind of see some of some more of Meliodas's power. He like has a twig and he actually like splits a mountain with it, and they're basically on their way to. Just continuing on with their journey. Um, mm-hmm. And this is the first time we see King, and I think he's talking with Bond. Um, I can't remember if it's with Bond, but this is where King actually thinks that, like, he has, like, a, a moment in his head where he, like, thinks that Meliodas might actually be, like, a demon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but then the credits roll on this episode, and we get a little post credit scene, which they actually kind of toned down a little bit in this second half. They were very sporadic on this one, uh, mm-hmm. in this second half. Cause I thought like, I mean, you get them in the first couple episodes, but then all of a sudden it's like, Oh wait, Netflix, why are you trying to go to the next episode? Then so I'd have to like go back and play Then I'm like, Oh, there's nothing here. Yeah. Which is kind of annoying with the autoplay. So maybe, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe they realized, Hey, this is like, I don't like the idea of a post credit scene. Um, but mm-hmm. we kind of get less and less of those. Um, but in this one, we see Gil Thunder and he's talking to somebody in a cell and it turns out it's it's actually Princess Margaret, um, who's mm-hmm. uh Veronica and Elizabeth's other sister. Yep. Um, but yeah, now we're right into episode fourteen. Uh this is where we get introduced to a, a couple new characters. Like mostly just one character. Um, but we see this green haired boy, uh, who we'd seen earlier in I believe mm-hmm. it was the town of Vale was the name of the town. Yep. Uh, and he's walking around with this this giant suit of armor, and at first it kind of makes it seem like that the the suit of armor is Gother. Um, yep. Obviously, we're gonna find out later who Gother really is. Um, but we're kind of just they're they're kind of just taking shelter in this cave, um, and then we kind of flash back to the kingdom of Leonis where Helbrum he's actually informed that somebody's noticed this armor giant kind of like moving around, and he sends out the roars of dawn. These are such cool characters. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got Hawkeye, we've got Jason from Friday the Thirteenth, <laughs> um, we've got a samurai. Like it's, it's. Uh, I, I think the, I like these characters, but it's such like a ragtag group. It's like uh, you ever seen like bootleg Justice League toys? 
yeah like the sense <laughs> the sense of right alliance that's uh that that's what this group reminded me of yeah i was gonna write down their names but they're not really important enough to like no they're they're really not like i mean they're really in this episode and you see them again down at the end of the uh, at the end of this season no i agree with you there's not there's not really much to tell with them yeah they're just like another cool little group of villains which we've seen in previous episodes like oh yeah similar groups i mean exactly uh and then we actually flash and we meet uh we're introduced to zeal uh mm-hmm. who, who's actually gila's little brother um and we kind of see like her more like human side because up to this point we've only seen like psychotic gila yeah and I, this was this was such a cool little um a little shift for me because i was i was it's good to know that even like because I mean, from the moment we met Gila, she was just this very like calculating. Everything has a percentage to it. Everything is, you know, I am what I'm doing is right. You are evil. But now it's like, oh shit, she's just a big sister. She's just you know, like it's like it's like it's like being a holy knight is her nine to five, and now now we're seeing her on Saturday. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And uh, we 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 learned that their father. Um was a holy knight who apparently fled his, like, unit while on a mission. Um, and we see, like, Z- Zeal's kind of... He, he has, like, some thugs that are kind of, like, picking on him and, like, bullying him. Uh, mm-hmm. And then we see Gila that night. She kind of goes out and just, sl- oh, just slaughters these, these like, group of thugs. Um, oh, yeah, that, that's the Gila I've become accustomed to. But, like, I didn't mind this, right? Because, I mean, they weren't just... I mean, they were, they were beating the shit out of him. Like, they were just being really, really mean. Mm-hmm. To this kid, oh yeah, no they they got they had they got what they had coming to them. Oh, um, they 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 got their just desserts, that's for sure. Uh, but yeah, uh, then our our crew like the Sins and Elizabeth and everybody they're they're promoting the tavern um, at, at like a nearby town. Uh, and these as, whole, all, as as is tradition, yeah, parking the old boar's hat and uh, mm. trying trying to recruit some patrons. Um, yes. But some holy knights arrive in the town, and uh, Hawk and Elizabeth are off just kind of exploring the town. And they actually happen to bump into that same green-haired kid that we we seen earlier and previously. And uh, he actually reveals himself to be this man named Alan. Uh, and he, he's kind Cole of a Alan. he's kind of a strange character. Um, it's almost hard yeah, to almost explain. like spectrumy, for lack of a better way to put it. Very kind of kind of I don't know, like you. <sighs> I, I got a very much on the spectrum kind of vibe mm-hmm. um, this character, and and I don't mean that like in a that's not in a mean snarky mean spirited way. Like there's just a there's just something very specific about Alan. Like obviously incredibly intelligent, um, knows what's going on better than anybody else around him. Yeah, definitely. But like there was just something very. You know, like, I don't know, like, there was just that kind of on-the-spectrum kind of vibe I got from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, like, we see the guys, like, uh, I think it's King Bond and Meliodas. They, they're they they're doing some exploring. I can't remember if they, I think they're hunting is what they were doing. Um, but they come mm-hmm. across this group of soldiers that have basically been slaughtered. Um, and one of the soldiers says that, like, this, this armor-clad giant attacked them, um, and Meliodas and King and Bond, they're like, hey, that that sounds like Gother. Mm-hmm. Give me one second, just flipping a page of the notes. Um, so you're you're all noted up, my friend. Yeah. Um, but yeah, basically, 
quote unquote Gother and the Sins, they kind of begin fighting. Um, and the Roars of Dawn, they show up, mm-hmm. and we kind of get this whole little little battle going on. And uh, this episode ends with the green-haired boy. He basically reveals himself to actually be Goker, Gother, excuse me, mm-hmm. who's the Sin of Lust. The Goat Sin of Lust. Yeah. So we're at, well. The- there were some cool parts in that fight. Um, like, I, I don't remember if that if the fight happens in this episode or if it starts in the next one because there's that really cool scene where the guy shoots the arrow and, like, Gother catches it. Mm-hmm. Is that in this episode or is that in the next one? Uh, oh, no. No, it, it is in this That's how this episode ends because that's how Gother shows up. Yep. <clears throat> yeah, that's, that's when right. Gother shows up. Um, but, yeah, kind of just going in right into episode 15. Um, mm-hmm. So now we're up to, what, five sins? Yep. Yeah, this is number five. Yeah, because I think the the Roars of Dawn, they need to... Helbrum's ordered them to get the giant's head. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gother, this is where we kind of see, like, he's not trying to fight... Like, he's not trying to fight over nothing. Like, if he can avoid fighting at all costs, he will. Uh, yeah, so, he just, so, he just he, gives him the head. Yeah, he just beheads the giant and hands it on over. Um but yeah, this is where it gives it to the Roars of Dawn so they can take it back to Helm, yada, yada, yada. Um, and this is actually the first time that we, obviously as the viewer, but it's actually the first time the Sins have actually seen Gother's face. Mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like in the past he'd always worn his like suit of armor or mm-hmm. something to that. Well, and also too, like Gother like, switches how he looks. And he he's, looks a little more... Like a little more androgynous. Like I, I, when I had looked away, I actually thought Gother was a, a female. Mm-hmm. Um, when he switched forms, no, no, that this is just how he looks. Yeah. Um, but turns out, Chris, that that giant, uh, that giant oh, isn't this was dead. So yet. cool. Even after being yeah. beheaded. Um, and uh, so they, the sins and the giant, they kind of start fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, it's like this massive like it's like this demon that breaks out of the armor and it has like that kind of like these weird like squared off looking teeth and has like almost like a like a fucking shark fin for a face it's kind of weird looking very like round and weird bulbous yeah definitely um and bon is looking at meliotis's attacks and meliotis is using like these black flames it's kind of similar to like the the markings that are appearing on him mm-hmm. uh and bon's kind of having like flashbacks of his past um which we kind of don't really get to we don't really understand like what what's going on. Like him and King are kind of having their doubts about Meliodas. Like, could he be a demon? What's what's going on with him? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, we get to see some more of a uh, Gother's like magical ability, which is actually, I think it's called Invasion. Um, but he basically mm-hmm. creates like these illusions, which is it almost reminds me. I don't know if any of our listeners have seen like any of Naruto. It's like. Itachi, he uses genjutsu. Um, it's almost like that, where like it's what they're seeing is not real, um, but it's kind of like just messes with their heads essentially. Yeah, that that's great. And this, I can't. I'm trying to get my bearings right because I feel like I'm all over the place. The uh, this is where like they start smelling King. They're like, oh, he smells good, and then like he turns into like Fat King, and he's like, oh, guy, he smells like dirty socks. <laughs> yeah, because like Gotha doesn't recognize him or something like that. He's like, no, that's not King. And then he, like, poofs into his fat form. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, we got a lot of fight scenes here, so it's if we get jumbled up, please forgive us. Um, oh, that's okay. I mean, th- these 
there's a lot happening here because there's some kind of crazy revelations here. Yeah, we actually see um, Bond like rips out the giant's heart, um, mm-hmm. and it turns out that this giant is actually Gila and Zeal's father because we see like a human like almost like yeah, protruding while, out of it. Yeah, because while they're fighting, like Meliodas notices it and like stops. Yeah, and he actually. And I know that's when uh, and then uh, Gother uses his um, his his weapon. Um, I forget, like, the light arrow, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah, how they figure out who it is. Yeah, and it turns out that it's Dale, um, who's Gila and Zeal's father. And actually, Meliodas <sighs> has, like, a past with him. Um, mm-hmm. And while this whole fight's going on, uh, we actually see a quick scene with Kane, who was the old man from the fighting tournament. And he actually brings mm-hmm. a sword um, to Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. uh, he, like, stops by the boar's hat because she's just kind of holding down the fort there. Yep. Um, yeah, and I think Diane's there with her too. Yeah, and it turns out that the sword is like a gift from Liz, who is uh, Meliodas's like past girlfriend. Who we we get a couple flashbacks during these last few episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But Elizabeth shows up and gives Meliodas the sword uh, from Cain, mm-hmm. and he pretty much just minces this demon apart. Yeah. Yeah, but th- don't they? Um... But they leave, yeah, yeah. But don't they leave the part where, like the there's a section that Dale's in that's just like still whole. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if I can't remember if Dale's dead or I think he died there. Yeah, he dies there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do believe so. Um, but Gother tells him that tells like the rest of the sins. He's like, hey, I know Hendrickson is behind this. Like he's been experimenting. Yada yada yada. Uh, and that's where this episode actually ends. Um, so we're moving right along in episode 16. Uh, this one starts off, Gother uh, agrees to join the, the group. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually brings up... Uh, he actually brings up that uh, another one of the sins, which we haven't seen, which is the Borson Gluttony, uh, known as Merlin. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he, he tells Mel- Meliodas, because Meliodas is still wondering, like, hey, what happened 10 years ago? Because his memory is all fuzzy, along with everybody else's pretty much. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, and it was it was cool when I heard the name Merlin. I was like, ah, that's probably just a coincidence. That's just you know, like it, we're we're a fantasy anime. Somebody's got to be named Merlin, and it could be spelled any way. <laughs> well, Chris, her tattoo looks like a dick. <laughs> by the way, yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, the crew kind of has like a little like uh, I guess like a little like somewhat of a cel- like a reunion type celebration they're getting all drunk Gothers mm-hmm. kind of airing out that the squad's dirty laundry kind of giving yeah, out some oh, yeah, that, that's, that's what I'm talking about where like they're smelling king and, yeah. and then they're like talking about like Diane uh, Deanne lies about you know, you're you're 29 feet but you're actually closer to 30 feet yeah. and like just shit like that yeah, it's pretty funny it's a, it's a nice little lighthearted it's a nice lighthearted scene without bullshit fan service like they can do it. You can have lighthearted moments without grabbing titties and putting faces up skirts. That's right. Um, Turns out. But all all the fun kind of comes. We get we get a scene change of Hauser and he's talking with Dreyfus and he's telling him that hey, more and more uh, of our holy knights are joining Hendrickson's uh, new generation, which is an, another kind of like little side name. Mm-hmm. Um, which has Dreyfus pretty worried. Um, Yep, and this is where um, now we we did forget to mention that Jericho actually saw 
the battle between the yeah. sins and the monster. And yeah, and, and like Dale, because that's important here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So Jericho actually tells Gila about like the half demon, half holy knight, uh, and mm-hmm. Jericho actually brings back the necklace. Uh, yeah, I guess it was around Dale's neck. Um, and obviously, Jer- or, uh, Gila recognizes that as her father's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then we flash to uh, to another kind of like dark scene of Helbram and Hendrickson, and they're like attempting to summon these demons. Uh, kind of just like a, an evil, like you know, they're clearly the bad guys here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have Meliodas's like, we don't have a name for his sword, but kind of like the broken blade that he carries around. Yeah, and it fits right into this little thing that they're I guess whatever this the circle that they, they just like stick it in and it's it's part of it yeah it's almost like they've been collecting like pieces of something to summon back demons um, and like you said mm-hmm. Meliodas sword fits perfectly uh, and Meliodas he actually is planning to go back to the to go get he wants to go get his sword back um, mm-hmm. and we kind of get a little bit of backstory that it was used as like one of these relics to seal the demon race long ago um but more on, we'll get more on that in a second. Uh, but Drafe is being worried about that. He kind of questions Hendrickson on why he wants to start a holy war and like resummon this demon race that had been sealed away in the past. <laughs> but before he could, but I know he tries to get like all holier than thou, and Hendrickson's like, "Well, pump the brakes, buddy. Remember how like you helped kill your brother, who was the uh, the uh, the other grandmaster? I cannot remember his name. Uh... Zaratos." Yes, who Zaratosh, was the uh, the yeah. grandmaster that like that's how like the seven deadly sins got framed in the first place, but yeah, and Dr- the fact that it was Dreyfus that actually helped kill. So like it was really cool that like Dreyfus tried to get holier than thou for a second, mm-hmm. and Hendrickson was like, "Nah, dude, remember remember how this all started." Yeah, I, I, I do I enjoy that because yeah, Dreyfus kind of acts like he's like some 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 like you said holier than thou. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Hendrickson checks him real quick. Um, Big time. And then back at the Boar's Hat, this this strange, like, I, I don't know if she's actually considered a holy knight, but she's this mage. Uh, we don't get a name for her. I love her her helmet, by the way. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, but we don't actually get a name for her until quite a bit later. Um, but she kind of mm-hmm. shows up, and she she's there to capture uh, Elizabeth and take her back to the kingdom. And she actually, like, teleports Elizabeth and Hawk back. Um, they get locked up. My man, yeah. my man, Hawk. Yeah, like, this. Believe it or not, like the more I watch, the more I've watched this. Like Hawk has become one of my favorite characters, and like this episode here, where he hits him with the old, the old fucking hammer, the old ham roll or whatever. Mm-hmm. When when they escape from the, uh, I forget what it was called, the the ham roll, the ham, uh, uh, ham spin. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> some kind, fucking, some kind of special move. <laughs> there was something related to ham. That's all I all I remember. And I um, fucking loved it. Um, but yeah, she she kidnaps Hawk and Elizabeth, uh, and the crew like, kind of quick to react. They have Deanne. She launches like Mel Bond and Gother, uh-huh. uh, an, another Roger Clemens like fast pitch, like all the way to yeah. the kingdom. Um, and this is where like the main the actual like ending battle starts to begin, which is it, it's a long battle, um, dude. Yeah. Because like we're in episode sixteen and we still got like eight more episodes to go, um, 
But Chris, you mentioned him in the uh, in the intro. This is actually where we see the arrival of King Arthur as well. Dude, fucking so awesome! Like when when they they he comes up and it says Ar- Arthur Pendragon. I was like, get the fuck out of here! I was like, and then like I started thinking about what well, they said Merlin earlier, and I was like, fuck, King Arthur's in this. I was so excited. Uh, plus, like obviously, his suit of armor looked really cool. Um, he's got his mage. Um, I kind of assumed right there that was Merlin once I put all, it all together. And I love how he showed up with like this army, but it wasn't really an army. It was like a really cool illusion. Dude, Like my fa- he's, he's already my favorite character in the show. So <laughs> I was so hyped to see that because, again, I'm a big medieval fantasy Arthurian like legend. I love all of like the evolution of those those. those they're like they're not historical but like they're steeped in historical fact kind of but then like initially they were then they got really like out there with like knights of the round table and magic and things like that yeah um but i've always liked reading those stories like once and few want the once and future king things like that i've always liked those stories so anytime i can get an anime with like a really sweet anime take on king arthur i am fucking in strap in I'm here. Yeah, I think I'm all in on anything King Arthur as well. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, like, like you said, the first time I saw this, I, like the cloaked figure, you definitely automatically assume that that's Merlin. Yep. Um, and then episode 17, kind of cont- picking up right where we left off, Arthur kind of confronts Hendrickson, and he's like, hey, my, my comrade here has the ability to heal the king because the king's quote-unquote supposedly ill. Uh, and mm-hmm. he's, he's referring to this cloaked figure. Uh, and Chris, this is where we flash to Hawk, and he uses whatever his special the move fucking is. ham roll or ham jam, whatever <laughs> he calls it. The ham, what did he say? Ham slam? It was something. So I want to say ham slam is now. Uh, but like he's like because because a hawk like has to take a shit or throw up or something because in the episode before he was like scrapped out like like <laughs> just really really like going going ham no pun intended or maybe it was <laughs> on the scraps. So like, like Hawk just either has to throw up or take a massive shit, because like that's why he like breaks out of the jail cell. Yeah, so they get out of there, um, and then we flash to the sins like uh, Bond, Meliodas, and Gother. They're still fighting, um, mm-hmm. and Gother like we see him uses like illusion or it's invasion, but he's using illusions. He kind of uses the knights to like kind of turn onto their side. Like they mm-hmm. the knights believe that they're like family members and stuff like that. Uh, and then we flash back to King and Deanne, and turns out King can summon this dog creature thing named Oslo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, I probably should have used this earlier because this dog can teleport whatever he eats to wherever he, like, desires, basically. Mm-hmm. Convenient. Yeah, super convenient. Um, so he teleports him and Deanne. So the whole squad's at, at the Kingdom of Leonis, and now they're all in this battle. Uh, and Dreyfus and Deanne, they, they fight. Uh, and Dreyfus kind of makes quick work out of Deanne. Dude, Dreyfus, Dreyfus just puts the fucking dumpster on her. Like, I mean, like, cut, like, beats her up real bad. Like, I thought he killed her. Like, I legitimately thought she was going to die. Yeah, I can't, is this where he's, like, blowing, like, literal holes in her body? Like, Yeah. Yeah, and she's, like, she's, like, walking through the city, and, like, the city's, like, falling apart because Helbrum's, like, causing it to, basically, so. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you said that because, um, because what's happening here is, and also, uh, um, 
Gil, like I've already forgotten his name. Zeal. Yeah, Zeal is Gila's brother. Yeah, like Gila's brother is like caught in the middle of this shit. Yeah, and Diane actually like, or Diane actually like protects him from like, like a top of a falling building. Um, but it's actually like, like I said, it's all Hellrum causing this kind of. It's like they're still framing the sins for what happened in the past, and they're trying to make mm-hmm. them seem like the that they're attacking the capital when reality, like, the capital is where the evil stuff's happening, and they're just trying to get their friend back. Um. But yeah, Hauser. This is where Hauser and Gila they actually like, kind of, kind of switch sides on us and kind of become like good guys because uh, they see like obviously Hauser has like a connection with Deanne because he saw her save that yeah the w- from the tournament mm-hmm. and uh, Gila obviously seeing that Deanne's protecting her brother they kind of take a stand against like the other holy knights which is crazy because like even Jericho's like what the fuck are you doing yeah and uh, this is right, we're going right in episode 18 uh, they're actually pinned up against like Dreyfus, Gilthunder, and Hellbrum, so it's like they're 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 in over their head, definitely. Uh, cause oh, absolutely. These three are obviously like just leagues above them. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're fighting with Hauser and Gila, uh, and then we flash. So Hauser and Gila have a really cool like little team attack that they do. Uh, the fucking uh, whatever the the little like tornado, does, like, the tornado, explosion. and then she puts the fireball in. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and we'll actually see that again. Uh, a little bit later on. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, then we kind of flash to uh, Elizabeth and Hawk, and this is where they actually come across Elizabeth's sister, Margaret's cell, yeah. which we, we saw a few episodes earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're kind of talking with her. Um, a lot of fight. This is all kind of flashing back and forth, so it's it's hard to keep up with you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, we got Gother. Uh, he actually saves Gila from like one of Dreyfus's attacks, so he's there to help. Uh, and Elizabeth... We flash back to her, and she's she's telling Margaret about uh, their sister Veronica, who up until this point, at least I believe that she's dead because, from as yeah. far as we know, she's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we see this mage knight again, like the the person that originally cap- captured Elizabeth. Um, what I think her name is what Vivian. I think it's Vivian. Yeah, but like up to this point, I haven't heard her name. At least maybe I missed it. Um, I know they say it later on. Um, but she actually says some stuff like that the Margaret actually volunteered to be imprisoned. Um, mm-hmm. And she actually sends Hawk into like this dark, like almost like sends Hawk to the shadow realm. Like she, yeah. <laughs> he, he's down in this like basement. He can't see a thing. Um, and then knocks out Elizabeth and then like f- sets Margaret free. Um, and then we kind of flash back and go through and Dreyfus. This is where they have their, their little scuffle. Yeah, this was this was cool, right? Because um, he they're fighting and like he gets you you see that like Gother gets stabbed with his what what was it uh shine I forget what uh his his move is called something silken silken skewer or something like that or whatever. But like yeah. he fucking but Gother like catches him and puts the fucking puts the, the the old mind the old mandible claw on him gets the uh gets the mind lock. Which causes, like, Dreyfus is just, like, in his own fucking head, like, having these, like, terrible, terrible, like, visions and nightmares and shit. Yeah, he's, like, caught in, like, a like a crazy illusion. Um, mm-hmm. And he actually kind of manages to snap out of it um, oh. and kind of, like, retreat away, but he's definitely, like, still scarred from, like, the images that he's seen. Yeah, because he stabs the shit out of Gother. 
Yeah, and then uh, then we kind of flash to King. He arrives to protect Dan oh, from man. Hellbroom because Hellbroom's taking her to the cleaners. Oh yeah, like because he like stabs her with like this big old fucking. I don't know. Is it Dreyfus that does that? Or, like the big old like ice chunk, like right through the gut. One of the two. One of them stabs her with like a, a like you said a giant ice chunk. Um, yeah, and she's about to get fucking blasted, and like this is this is where like King, like you said, just steps in and. King fucks like really, really hard here. Yeah, and he actually he like tells Helbrum he's like, "Hey, return to your true form." Uh, and it turns out Helbrum's actually like a fairy. Yeah. Uh, from back in the past, like that Elaine. And he was and like, Daniel. "I knew it the whole time. Uh, it was it was when I it was the helmet. The helmet is what gave it away." Yeah. Um. So they begin to fight. Um. But Helbrum, he like summons like these almost like tentacle type things from the ground and they're just beating the shit out of everybody um and king uses like his 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 huge protection spell i can't remember what he calls it um and this episode ends with him like casting the protect over like i think it's deanne gila and hauser um yeah and he ends with him saying like he's, he's gonna fulfill his promise to help him that he made from 700 years ago um which kind of leads us into this next episode, episode 19. Which is a cool, like, flashback episode. I was okay with this. Because, like, this whole time, Helbrum's been kind of an interesting character, right? Because, like, we see him as, like, this old man. Then we see him as this little, like, Pac-Man ghost wearing a helmet. And now we see him as a fairy. It's like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, he has, like, all these forms, and he can use all these different Holy Knight's powers. So it's mm-hmm. nice to get a little flashback story. Um absolutely and this is where we get to see we find out king's true identity which is uh harley quinn yep uh, and he's the king like the, the king of the fairies the and he protects like the fairy king forest or whatever it is uh we see him like the first time he met uh this is where is it is this where he first meets deanne yeah as a, as a little girl mm-hmm. yeah and uh, and apparently the whole like the, really the gist of this episode and the gist of this flashback is it's like he lost his king lost his memory because he was uh, attacked by a, a man uh, who looked like Helbrum. Yeah, like in his um, in his like older form. Yeah, yeah, like he was attacked by that person, like killed a bunch of people or a bunch of fairies, um, um, and he's found. Uh, king is found by a little giant girl, which is we quickly realize it's Deanne. And she like takes care of them. They become like really good friends. They become like, like a lot of people like start calling them a couple. You know what I mean? Which is which so totally starts to explain why King, you know, feels the way he does about Deanne. Yeah, why well, he has like this fondness to her. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and I can't remember. King actually gets sentenced to like a thousand years in prison, um, and we don't really get to see much of that. It kind of mm-hmm. it kind of flash back to the present time. But we do see that, like, in the, I don't know what you'd call it, if it's, like, a trolley, um, but, like, basically in the vehicle that he's taken to ride to prison, mm-hmm. we see Meliodas in that same little, like, arrested as well. Yeah. Um, but then we kind of flash back to present time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <clears throat> King defeats Elbrum. Uh, <clears throat> and while this is all going on, we see uh, Arthur and King Arthur and Hendrickson Arthur, Arthur, they're, they're going to town. They're they're <laughs> scrapping. Yeah, and uh, Arthur's kind of it, it's kind of a tough fight for Arthur. And luckily, Meliodas he kind of shows up, 
uh, and uses his full counter and like deflects Hendrickson's attack back at him. Uh, it kind of just brings us right into episode twenty, and this is where we yep. see like really the beginning of our main our main like uh, protagonist and antagonist kind of square up, Hendrickson and Meliodas. Uh, and this this episode is actually kind of sprinkled with flashbacks as well, Chris. We get to see a little bit of Meliodas's and like Gil Thunder's like flashbacks, where like he was training Gil as a child. Dude. Dude, this this might be my favorite episode because of the uh, because of the little throwaway line from episodes before mm-hmm. and how it all kind of fucking comes together. So good. Yeah, this is a great episode. Um, and we also get to see like Margaret's history with Gil. Yeah. Um, that they're like like they've been close for like a long time. Um, mm-hmm. But then we flash back to present time and Gil's carrying Dreyfus to safety because uh, Dreyfus is still like I said he's messed up from those visions. Yeah. that uh, Gother made him see. Um, but anyhow, then Gil Thunder, he, he heads over to help out Hendrickson. Uh, and the, Chris, I got this written down as like the tag team title match right here. Uh, oh, this, this is definitely, the, uh, <laughs> this is definitely the, the, the new boot goof, and this is the big one, the main event. Yeah, the belts are on the line. We got Meliodas and uh, Arthur Pendragon against Gil Thunder and Hendrickson. God, I was, I was at the edge of my fucking seat on this episode because um, Arthur's no fucking I mean he's no slouch either clearly no no definitely and Meliodas's like demonic power is like emerging and Hendrickson like knows exactly what it is um, but we as the viewer we kind of don't know um, <clears throat> and then the cloaked figure once again shows up to kind of help out with uh, help out with King Arthur mm-hmm. um, and then we flash in between the fighting we flash over to Elizabeth and she actually wakes up after being knocked out by Vivian is her name, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. but she, she wakes up in like her father's like, uh, not necessarily his throne room, but it's like his actually like, like bedroom. Like in his chamber, yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, he's he, bedridden. Yeah. Uh, and all while this is going on, we're still seeing more flashbacks of Gil and like Meliodas and all this stuff. So we got we got a whole lot of stuff going on. Uh, Elizabeth obviously getting to speak with her father. Um, and kind of bring him up to speed and they're kind of just getting caught up with each other um then we flash back to the fighting uh and i think this is where is this where gill turns good not quite yet um like they're still fighting because like they they they, they they give arthur the uh the bop because um because gill thunder and meliodas are fighting mm-hmm. hendrickson beats arthur um but while what's happening is like while they're fighting margaret like is climbing up like one of the one of the towers on the castle oh, to try that's to right, get that's it. right that's right and but then like something happens and she um yeah it's like, almost in like, her mind she's like, like talking to gil like stop fighting um but then she like jumps from the ledge it got a little weird for me because um yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a confusing scene because it turns out like we as the viewer we don't know this but Meliodas knows that there's like a curse that's on them yeah and he's like like, she jumps and all of a sudden you see like this like worm looking monster getting sliced in half and I'm like well was that was that not Margaret was that just this illusion creature or something and yeah Meliodas says something like I see it or something like that and he like shoots a blast over that way mm-hmm. and it turns out what he did was he like freed her from this curse 
um, that apparently Vivian had placed on them, like yep. way back in the past. He put she had placed a, a curse on Gilthunder and Margaret, um, basically to kind of like do their bidding. Um, yep. And, and all, what was really cool, and this is this is where that kind of like throw when they seen like early, in an earlier episode, like the first time you see Gilthunder, um, when they fight, he actually says. I am now more powerful than any of the seven deadly sins. But that was apparently like during one of these flashback scenes, that's a line like Meliodas told Gilthunder to say that like when, Hey, whenever you're in trouble, you have no one to lean on. Things are at their darkest. I need you to say that. Mm -hmm. And then it all just came together. And it was like, it makes so much fucking sense. Like he's been trying to tell them this whole time. Yeah. And Meliodas is actually the only one who knows, the Gilthunder has been under this, like, uh, that something's wrong, obviously. Um, yeah. But he's had to so, wait for, like, a good moment, basically. So to, to play devil's advocate here, if if he was cursed, why the fuck did he chuck a spear at him from across the kingdom <laughs> in, like, episode three or whatever? Yeah. Well, I but guess I digress. It, I guess that's before they had actually, like, met up at the White Forest and, like, fought. Yeah, that, that's so, fair. That's so I guess fair. he hadn't heard him say the name, or say the, the, the phrase. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, it's kind of a confusing scene though, because like you said, we see Margaret like hurl herself off this like cliffside type thing, and then Meliodas ignores like fighting Gilthunder and Hendrickson and like shoots a blast over that way. And I was like, and like you said, this like beast appears, and you're like, wait a minute, what what's going on here? So it it, it does get a little confusing, um, but it all comes to a head here. Yeah, and, and Gilthunder beats the shit out of Hendrickson. Yeah, actually cuts his arm off. Um, yeah. And then we actually have the the cloaked figure reveals herself um, to be the Borsin. Her tattoo looks like a dick. I'm sorry, it looks like like an under <laughs> like like the undercarriage of a dick and balls. <laughs> well, apparently it's a boar. Uh, sure, supposedly. Uh, but this is Merlin. Uh, yep, and I, uh, I believe she's I, I can't she's the sin of this one. She's the sin Say of what? gluttony. I think she's the sin of gluttony. Uh, yeah, the boar sin of gluttony. Yes. Um. But also, too, like, because the episode ends with, um, like, the curse is broken, the mage Vivian is, is upset, but also, like, it, we learned that, like, Vivian was, like, Merlin's apprentice or some shit like that? Yeah, we see, like, I don't know if we see, like, a flashback scene, but Merlin, like, calls her out and, like, mm-hmm. says she was her, like, former apprentice and, like, it says, like, yep. she's no match or something like that. Uh, and then we actually get a, a post-credit scene in this episode. Um, so they're kind of just few and far between at this point. Um, but we see Hawk, and he's still in this, this like, shadow realm, is what I like to call it. Um, but he's mm-hmm. in this, like, dark basement. And, uh, and he runs into Bond. <laughs> yeah, which actually kind of leads right into episode 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, they find each other. Um, and, and then Bond is they... looking for the horn of uh, some kind of, the horn of, I keep wanting to say the horn of Cerebros, but it's not that. <laughs> yeah, but he comes up to like this, like you said, this pink horn thing, um, which is mm. supposedly a goddess. And this is where I, I really don't like this part with Bond um, because this horn thing just like, oh, you must kill Meliodas and I'll yeah, bring back like, Elaine. That's convenient. And I'm like, okay, he won't fall for that, right? And <laughs> nope. Well, well, <laughs> <He does. laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll get to that in a second, though. Um, we we flash back to Vivian and Merlin, and Merlin's basically like 
leagues above Vivian. And so she tells Merlin where Elizabeth is. Uh, and Merlin transports them. Uh, this is where we, we see a scene. Um, Dreyfus uh, he, he approaches, and like Margaret reveals, like this is where they're all like in uh, the king's chamber. So they got the whole squad there. Uh, Margaret's kind of reunited with Gilthunder because Gilthunder switched to the good side, and Dreyfus yeah. he, he comes up. And Margaret reveals this whole plan that Dreyfus and Hendrickson plotted to kill Zaratros, and that Vivian placed these curses on Gilthunder and her, and had her do like their bidding. Um, and this, like, like it's more of like more uh, like context to what Meliodas did. Yeah. So it kind of helps explain like what what exactly we saw in that last episode. Uh, and Dreyfus, yep. he actually con- confesses to the king. Um, and Elizabeth actually reveals to Dreyfus that Griamore, uh, his son, who was that like larger guy that was uh, with uh, that was with the other sister with Veronica, yeah, Veronica. He's like, yeah, he's just guarding her remains. He's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Merlin, still offering to to heal the king's wounds. She she her Arthur and the king of Leona, excuse me. Yeah, they, they just go back to Camelot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Hendrickson he's like he's almost like reciting like some kind of other language type shit um, uh-huh. and this is where we see like Jericho and like a bunch of the other like holy knights that were part of the new generation that drank like the demon's blood uh-huh. they all start turning into demons themselves um, and like a causing havoc obviously yep though it's great that um Somehow, like they were, like Gila was able to not transform. And I can't remember. I can't remember how that happened. But she was. Uh, yeah, she didn't transform. Yeah, she's like struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, but she never, like you said, she never actually transforms. Yeah, I actually thought Jericho was gonna die here. I was like, oh shit! Well, they they clearly die when they turn into these giant monsters. Yeah, it's definitely like a little bit worrisome because Jericho's kind of like a character we've kind of gotten to know ever since like Bond got revealed. Yep, because and Jericho's this whole she's just obsessed with like being as powerful as her brother, who we haven't met yet. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we we haven't seen her brother until like right now when she mentions she has a brother. Yeah, we're about we're about to come across him. We, and he just fucking like yeah, because like he just comes just walking out. Oh, wait, what's going on here? Like, yeah. Just out of nowhere, and he just gets fucking just mopped up. Yeah, Jericho like you. I I thought she killed him, but she like crushes. She like crushes him in her hand. Um. Mm-hmm. But uh, we see, like, Elizabeth, she's kind of, like, trying to protect the rest of the crew, and she's, like, a- agreeing to go with Hendrickson. She's like, hey, he j- he's just after me. Like, let me go with him, yada, yada, yada. Kind of trying to play the hero. Yep. Uh, and then our old buddy Bond shows up, and, of course, being the total dumbass he is, <laughs> like, he believes, right after believes this horn and starts attacking Meliodas. Um, and he, like, accuses Meliodas of being part of the demon race. All this nonsense. Um. Well, and I, I can't remember if it's here, but while they're while they're fighting, like, is it? No, no, that's not while they're fighting here. No, it is because Bond gets like smashed through a wall where the demon is. That actual demon whose blood the new generation's been drinking. Yeah, that, that he gets smashed through a wall. That, that, I think that's when he's fighting later, right? Yeah, that's coming up in the next episode. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is where we're, we got a lot of fighting here, so it's it's gonna be tough for us to really 
kind of it's a lot of back and forth yeah it's whole, all gas whole lot of fighting here um he, bond reveals to the captain meliodas he's like hey if i kill you then elaine can be brought back um Meanwhile, Helbrum and King, like, Helbrum's actually, like, still alive somehow, because it turns out, like, he'd actually been dead this whole time, but Hendrickson had been, like, controlling his body. Yeah, it got a little out there, because, like, it turns out... A whole lot of stuff, and it's basically, like, Hendrickson is the source of it all. Yeah, and even going back to, like, the flashback episode, like, it was pretty much... Like, the old man that we saw in the flashback was still Helbrum. Like, he was in disguise. Like, there's about dealing fairies wings it was there's a lot happening there but turns out like you said he's been dead almost this whole time Mm -hmm. yeah it's been hendrickson using like the 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 power of the demons like to to control him and all this other stuff um Mm -hmm. and this is where we see hendrickson he kind of starts to bear these marks that are similar to like the ones that meliotis has Mm -hmm. um and this is where we see hawk kind of stand up against bond which, which I enjoy because, like, it seems like Hawk has more of a head on his shoulders than Bond does. Cause oh, Bond, absolutely. Bond is, like, the most gullible, dumbass character. Like, yeah, which a is a little too headstrong, which is a nice way of staying stupid. Yeah. Um, but he, him and Meliodas kind of agree. They're like, hey, well, we can fight another time. We got to finish, like, the fight that they're, they're in to begin with. Um, so Bond actually... I don't know where he got this from. He stole it from somebody. Um, but he has like this hyper recovery like pill kind of thing, mm-hmm. which I know Chris, you have. I, I don't think you've seen Naruto, right? No. Yeah, if anybody has seen Naruto, it's like Choji's pill that he takes, where it like it's like a super recovery and like brings him all their strength back. But he uses that on Deanne and Gil Thunder. Yeah, and I love I love the line. He was like, "Oh, well, I guess I should have given that to Meliodas, huh?" Like I like I I kind of like that how it's like oh you've had this thing this whole fucking time yeah it almost reminded me of the thing where King like he summoned the uh, the dog Oslo and had him teleport him there I'm like well why'd you have Deanne throw the other three yeah exactly. to the kingdom <laughs> the people speak up <laughs> you got things use them yeah um and this is the scene where we see Jericho like what I thought I thought she killed her own brother but apparently he turns out to be alive later on yeah. Um, so she's she's in her demon form, um, and Dreyfus, him and Hendrickson, they they kind of start fighting because Dreyfus kind of calls out Hendrickson. Um, oh, so they're fighting, um, and this is where Elizabeth actually gets she gets hit by somebody's attack. She kind of gets caught in the crossfire, basically. Um, so she's pretty like what seems to be like fatally wounded. Um, uh-huh. Then we flash over. King finishes off Halbrum for good this time. Yeah, and uh, isn't this the episode that doesn't um doesn't Hendrickson just kill fucking uh Dreyfus right here? Uh yeah, here in a second, yeah. Yeah, Bond we got a lot of stuff happening. Like King like all our fights are kind of coming to a close outside of the main one. So mm-hmm. King finishes Helbrum. Bond actually frees Jericho from her like demon form. Yep. Uh Gila has recovered. Um and King and Bond, they kind of like team up together um and they take out the the remaining demons that are kind of like terrorizing the town uh and then we see the old roars of dawn uh they they arrive they're all here to help so it's kind of like all of our characters are all in the same place and they're all pretty much targeting hendrickson um yep and this is where chris like you said hendrickson he actually like almost like melts drafus with like a touch nukes him Yeah. yeah um 
kind of crazy because Dreyfus is a pretty powerful guy. So you like you know Hendrickson's not somebody to be like fucked with. Yeah, and we're going through these this Hendrickson fight here. This is definitely like again going back to like JRPG and classic anime tropes. This is his second form. This is uh this is Hendrickson form two, which. I'm fine with, right? Because, like, Form 1 was just normal-ass Hendrickson, who was still pretty powerful until Gil Thunder just smacked him around. Mm-hmm. And now this one, like, he's kind of untouchable. Yeah, so Meliodas and Hawk arrive. They see Elizabeth on the ground. Mm-hmm. They, see they like, arrive right after Dreyfus just gets disintegrated. Uh, so he tells Hawk to take Elizabeth and kind of just try and run away. Mm-hmm. And Meliodas and Hendrickson, they kind of fight. They start fighting again. Um, all the other sins arrive, and then all the the knights they got the roars of dawn. Everybody's there, basically to help. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And this is where we get that scene where like Bond steps in to fight with Henderson, and Henderson kind of like launches him through this like cave wall. Yeah. And this is where it's revealed that that like red demon that had attacked the Fairy King Forest from like Bond's past and Elaine's past is actually like. I don't know if it's still alive, but like Hendrickson's been using it as a, like the source of all of his power. Uh-huh. Uh, and that brings pretty much brings us right into episode twenty-three. Uh, Hendrickson, he, he's like claims that he's wielding the power of the Red Demon, which is that one that's in the cave. Uh-huh. Um, and Bond kind of snaps, and he he like smashes Hendrickson like through like <laughs> basically puts him like there's like a cave under them as well. He like smashes uh-huh. him through this hole in the ground. Um, and the sins kind of hop down and follow this trail of blood that Hendrickson's left behind. Um, and then when they come up across Hendrickson, there's actually like the remains of like another demon uh, from the past, which is known as the Gray Demon. Uh-huh. Uh, and Hendrickson kind of like draws some of the, its DNA. I don't know if he draws like it's almost like he takes like some of its blood um, and like injects himself with it. And this is where, like you said, it's like JRPG fashion. He goes into like his his quote unquote final form. Yeah. Now, now he's like the last form of Kefka. Now, and you've got like yeah. your parties of characters here because like Gil Thunder shows up. The fucking dawn, roar of the dawn are there, and they're all just like like everyone's just coming at Hendrickson now, and he is just just sending them all packing. Yeah, Meliodas blocks one of Hendrickson's attacks to like protect Elizabeth. Um, mm-hmm. And that does like a shit ton of damage to him. Uh, and then we see our old boy Hawk makes the uh, the the ultimate sacrifice here. Oh, Chris. this this part hurt. This part hurt. No. Yeah, this one gets you right in the feels. Uh, oh man, which is so weird. Before we before we move forward, like, what is it about Hawk that I liked, but I couldn't fucking stand Ninja Ninja because they're, they're practically the same character, right? Yeah, I mean they're they're definitely like the comic relief character. Um, I don't, I don't I, know. Maybe, like, maybe it's just because we get to spend more time with Hawk. That's fair. That's fair. Because I think I think I guess if if Ninja Ninja, if I got to spend more time with Ninja Ninja, and I guess maybe like one's actually real and one's more of a figment of the other's imagination. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that, that might mean all the difference too. I think that like, has I, that that has something to do with it too. And um, I mean, Hawk grew on. I didn't like Hawk at first. I guess, like you said, I had time to get to know Hawk, and Hawk was kind of like the voice of reason trying to keep Meliodas from being just a scumbag, you know. And Hawk's more but, like like less of a like a nuisance, like less of a like an annoyance. 
Yeah. Like, usually when Hawk's there, like Hawk's there to actually like help, like he's getting Elizabeth out of danger or he's carrying yeah. like the injured guy out of out of battle. So this is actually like a pretty like they hit you right in the feels when Hawk. This gets was heavy, this. man. Um, because Hawk's like dead. Um, yeah. And this actually causes. Uh, like Elizabeth to get super emotional mm-hmm. and it turns out she has her own like set of powers which we haven't seen before um, yeah she's got like a she's like a druid priestess or something like that she's got some yeah I think yeah. They, they actually call it they call her a, an apostle of the goddesses of the goddess, yeah um, and she's like has like this like you see flowers blooming and like everybody's wounds are healing her eye like becomes like this symbol uh, mm-hmm well, and we also get to see Veronica. Yeah, it turns out, and and this I I actually don't like, uh-huh. um, because it, <laughs> Veronica died. Like, <laughs> oh, she was dead. She was dead as shit. And like uh, moments later, like uh, <laughs> so, Elizabeth doesn't re- realize that she has this power, and Margaret's mm-hmm. kind of like she's like, oh, in the past, like when I can't remember if it was Veronica that got hurt, but like uh, she healed her without even knowing it. Yada yada yada, and they say that she can heal wounds but cannot revive the dead. But like here, Veronica is just suddenly alive. So it, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of a almost like a cop out. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think Veronica would have been better to the story had she died back on that battlefield. Yeah, and and, and I'm a I'm a big fan of like death. That sounds kind of like morbid. Well, but well like, I, I know what you mean, right? Like if a character's gonna die to move the story forward then there's nothing wrong with it. Like I'm the same way. I hate, I hate when characters die and get brought back to life. Yeah. It's not nine times out of 10. I think it's dumb. Like I want, I want all of my high fantasy to be like, I'm playing fire emblem on permadeath. And when a character dies, they're gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like one of the main reasons, like I love dragon ball Z and I love dragon ball, but it's one of the reasons like it'll never be in like my top favorite animes. Cause like, there's literally a, a you can just get the dragon balls and everybody's okay like yeah and it always happens yeah. like that and this anime like we don't have anything like that that can bring people back to life we're so told that elizabeth has this power that can't bring people back to life that can only heal the wounds but now veronica's just still alive yeah and it, it seems like a cheap move for a character that's not really important at all but hey, it, I agree. I but, agree. But I digress. We're we're now, Chris. We're into the final episode, episode twenty-four. That's right. The, the the sins are there. They are ready. They are ready to fuck. Yeah, and they're they're revamped because Elizabeth's power has healed them. Um, That's right. Meliodas kind of. They got they got the full party res. They got the nine 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 healing. <laughs> yeah. Nine 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 magic. All their items have been restored. They are ready. It almost reminds me of like like when the Power Rangers put all their weapons together and they like form like the Mega <laughs> Blaster. Yes. Um, but Meliodas he instructs Gother to give the like to give the others the instructions on like this quote unquote like attack, uh-huh. um, which I guess Meliodas and Gother have planned from before. Um, and we see Meliodas and like Hendrickson they're fighting, but like everybody's landing and they're like special moves, and Meliodas is kind of like absorbing them all um so like this is where we see like gila i think it's gila hauser and gil thunder they do like the flaming lightning tornado attack and like everybody's doing all uh, pulling out all the stops um yep and uh even griamore is there and helps like like traps him in like a sphere mm -hmm. um 
Yeah, it turns out Meliodas is absorbing all these attacks and he to unleash them all at once on Hendrickson. Um, and that's pretty much how he, he finishes him off. He kind of uses everybody's power together. and Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a very spirit bomb kind of situation here. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me a lot of that. Um, and this, Chris, we get a... We we get we get some our our somber our somber news about Hawk is uh gets a little bit happier because it turns out that Hawk's ashes as they like start to disappear there's like a little baby Hawk. He's like a phoenix. He's like a pig phoenix. Yeah, it's so great. Literally the pig phoenix. Now this is a death I'm okay with him coming back because like yeah. Hawk is an important character and like Veronica is just not. Veronica should have just died. I agree. Oh. I agree. And obviously what I liked here in this scene, too, uh, I mean, they obviously come face to face with the king. Uh, the king is uh, feeling obviously better after his healings because uh, Merlin brings him back. And it, it looks like they're clear of all charges, right? Like the only thing that the king wants them to do is continue to be, um, you know, he wants, well, he wants everybody to continue being holy knights like Gil Thunder, Gila, like pretty much anybody who was like on the wrong side of this thing. It's just like, just keep, just keep being good. Yeah, because like the Dreyfus and and uh, Hendrickson are gone. Like, there's no reason. Like, the, it, he knew that they had like good in their hearts and all that stuff. Um, yep. And they kind of have a celebration at this at the festival in Leonis. Um, it's just the Battle of Endor. It's your Return of the Jedi post, you know, fight. See, you know, everybody's happy. Everybody's you know banging on the stormtrooper helmets. It's a good time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and right before we like the sensor, they're about to depart for Camelot. Um. And like Elizabeth and Margaret and Veronica, they're all having like a sit down meal with their with pops. <laughs> Though before that, you do see some really wild things with like Gila, Giltha, uh, uh, Gila, Gother, and uh, fucking Jericho. Like you, you see the uh, that we're fucking like like Gila's just like with Gother, like they're just like chilling. Oh at yeah, home. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a and like a Jericho weird. like definitely has the hots for Bond. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then you I see like that was really kind of cool. Like Deanne asked King to go to like the dance with her and stuff like that. Yeah, that was so cool. I was so happy to see that. She was like down like in like normal size form. Mm-hmm. Like she was like looking for um, like a friend to go. Like, and I, I think he was like even King was like, "Well, let's go find the captain. I'm sure he'll want to go with <laughs> you." And like, but she wanted to like ask him. I thought that was really fucking cool. Yeah, everybody gets their little like moment here. Um, yeah. And then we flash to the dinner scene with, like, the royal family. And mm-hmm. Pops is like, hey, you can't go with these seven deadly sins anymore. Like, they're bad. They're, like, they're not bad news, but they're, like, where they go, trouble goes with them. Uh, yep. And then Meliodas and, like, Mama Hawk show up outside. He's like, hey, you said you wanted us to find the seven deadly sins. Well, there's there's still one more of us, so. Yep. You want to come along? <laughs> and she kind of just dips out the window and <laughs> just yep, the old fucking the old window scoot, and they just get on Mama Hawk and. Yep, they're on their way. Actually, Chris, the Camelot. Um, so. Yeah, which I'm so fucking excited. I'm so excited. That's where they're going, and I do like how it ends, where it does show. Um, you see Meliodas. I don't know. if I can't. No, this is like. I want to say this. This is a post credit scene because like the credits are kind of going like everything's just well like the show could have ended here and I wouldn't have been upset. Yeah, the credits are kind of going through the festival scenes like the fireworks are going off. Yeah, um, but like you said, there is a post credit scene. You want to go ahead? And... Yeah, where it's like Meliodas. Uh, it goes like Meliodas on the battlefield and like Liz is dying, 
and she promises him that they will meet again. Yeah, actually, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. That's not the post-credit scene. That's just, like, the last scene we see. The, okay, and then before the, the... Yeah, yeah, so Liz, like, it's Liz clearly, like, dying, and like you said, she uh-huh. says, don't cry, we'll meet again. Um, and then post-credits, we see Gilfunder, Hauser, and Griamore. And yeah, they see, like, the symbols. Yeah, they're, like, looking at these books, and they see the, the mark that Meliodas has, like, appear above his eye, and the same mark mm-hmm. that Hendrickson had. Um, and they some they say some, like, lines, like, we'll have to forget everything we know, or they say something, like... Yeah. So it, it leaves it open for, like, some mystery. We still have another sin to be discovered. Um, there's mm-hmm. definitely some a lot of more stuff on the horizon. Um, but, yeah, that brings an end to season one of Seven Deadly Sins. <sighs> What I really, really love, Cody, is how, like, this kind of ends. Like, again, like I said, if this was the end of the show, I wouldn't have been upset because it leaves. It has some questions that are unanswered for speculation, and you can always go into a sequel if you need it. But, like, the villain was vanquished. Like, that story arc is finished. I was so happy with how it turned out, minus some very, very minor gripes. Again, like, like you said, I am not a fan of Veronica being alive. Um, I I don't like some of these cop out things like this recovery pill and this dog that can teleport. It's like, like I, I don't like little things like that unless like the difference with the uh, the recovery pill and the dog thing was like, um, Bond was like, oh well, I guess if I had this the whole time, I probably should have just used this on our fucking leader who's probably stronger than all of us. Like I like that kind of tug in tongue in cheek line there, where it's like, like it's almost like the. The, when they wrote this they're acknowledging that it's bullshit <laughs> yeah I think it's at least he explains that he stole it from like somebody in Vale or he says something like that um, yeah but the Veronica thing that's that's my really my main gripe outside of like the how heavy the fan service was kind of in the earlier episodes mm-hmm. and, yeah, I, and it, it just it goes to like it's almost non-existent yeah in this I, mean, I mean there's some times but... yeah there's still some there's some smaller moments um, but they're almost like kind of funny, like when King and Deanne are like getting to know each other, and like I don't remember what they're doing, but like Deanne's clothes get ripped off, and like King like yeah, blushes he's heavily. Like, Whoa. <laughs> but like it's it's not nearly as bad as it was, where like the captain was stealing like Elizabeth's panties. Yeah, just gripping titties the whole time. And it's like <laughs> yeah, and like even like in the earlier part of the second half, they had some downtime, and even then the fan service was very minimal. Like I. I do like how they righted the ship on that one. Like I, I, I get it. I, I understand that. Like you know, sometimes you need those 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 joking moments. But like, I don't know. Like I thought like more of the shit with like like Hawk having to take a shit was more funnier than like the panty grabbing, right? Because poop is funny. No, yeah, definitely. All right, Chris. Well, that that brings us. Like I said, it's the end of ep- or season one of seven deadly sins so i kind of want to know like what overall what were your thoughts we've went over some of our gripes and our, our things we liked um but how well, are you I, looking forward to season two? Oh, absolutely I, I absolutely um now my gripes are very very minimal um i like the gripes i had were just like the kind of bullshit anime tropes that you see sometimes um but overall like i think it's a very well told high fantasy story uh the characters are constantly growing on me. Like even like there's very few characters I've, I like liked at first glance, but like even characters like King, who I didn't really care for when I first met, um, 
they're all just fantastic. I, I, I can't wait to continue on this journey with them. And I want to see, I'm super jazzed that they're heading towards Camelot. Like I want to see, you know, if our, I, I like the fact that Arthur is just a small supporting character. Cause like, we don't need to know his story, right? Like we, 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 we can piece together his story, but if you're going to have a side character or like a side, like land that they can go to, why the fuck not Camelot? You know what I mean? Like, why not? Um, yeah, definitely. Overall, I love it. I absolutely love it. And I can't wait to, I can't wait to start season two. Like I had to like, much like the movie, I had to stop myself from watching the next episodes <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to dig into them tomorrow. I can't wait. And this is a quick one because we're only covering the next four on the next episode. Right. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the little sub name is for it. Those those four little episodes. Yeah, um, like something about the holy uh, quest of the holy war or something. Let's see if I can find it real quick. All right, signs of a holy war, I believe, is what it's okay. called. Okay. Um, it could be something wrong. It, it's something along those lines. And then I might actually see if I can find the two OVAs. Um, uh-huh. and see if I can find some decent links to these uh, there's one called ba- Bandit Bond which I'm guessing is just like a, a Bond little like post scene thing and then there's one called Heroes Fun Time Extra Stories Compilation so I'm gonna, oh, I'm, in. I'm gonna see if I can find those so if you guys are, are following along with us just try to find those as well and obviously be caught up with the, the four episodes at least um, for the next episode of Shonen and Suds um yeah, this will be this will be a quick uh, it'll be a quick watch for sure. Like I'm sure I'll just knock it all out in one sitting. Yeah, it'll definitely be a, an easy week on us for sure. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I'll see if I can find those OVAs because I'd like to really cover everything that there is to offer um, with this show. Mm-hmm. Um, no, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. Yeah, definitely. I, I I can't really remember much past season one. Um, I've well, only good. I've only seen these four episodes once, and I've only seen the season after that once. So it's been and it's been a long time i feel like it's been well over a year at least uh so oh, wow. like like i'm excited to be going through like this first season with you for the first time um and i'm glad you enjoy it because it, like like you said it's something that people have been suggesting for a long time mm-hmm. uh, so. well, yeah and like a couple of my friends have watched it and they're like hey it's really good you'll probably like it and uh they were absolutely correct i'm a big big fan like is this is definitely up there on my list of like like Record of Lotus War has always been my favorite, like high fantasy anime. This one's up there. This one is definitely up there. It gives it gives Lotus War a run for its money. Yeah, I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I guess that wraps up our season one review. Um, it was fun. It was absolutely fun. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and Chris, we got a question today. Uh, we do. Oh yeah, it's your favorite part of the the favorite part of the podcast, the viewer mail. I love questions. Like I. I could, if we had a pot, if we had an episode full of just people asking us questions, I'd be all about it. Yeah, it might be something we ha- we'll have to, we'll have to talk to the audience and be like, hey guys, send us in your questions, uh, which obviously you guys can just send us into any of our, any of our social medias, um, which we'll go over the plugs at the end of the show. Um, but Chris, this question actually coincides with a little bit with the topic we were talking about in our news segment, where we were talking about the Demon Slayer uh, movie, uh-huh. like breaking box office records. Yeah. It's have you had a chance to see anime in the theater, and if so, what all have you seen? And I'll let you answer that first. Yeah, oh yeah, I have seen a lot of anime in um, theaters, and I want to say I get I get the times jumbled up because it was all 
around like 2000, 2001 that I got to see a lot of it because we had a uh, a little theater in my area where I grew up in, in Norfolk called the Narrow Theater, and they always showed anime. I'm pretty sure it was Akira, but it may have been Ghost in the Shell. Um, it was I want to say it was around the same year. But it might have been Akira first. But a couple years later, I saw Spirited Away. Or the next year, I saw Spirited Away. Then I saw Cowboy Bebop. Then I saw, um, soon after that, I saw the second Ghost in the Shell movie. And then it was years uh, before I saw anything else in theaters. And honestly, until, I want to say, the most, in the last few years, I've seen anime in theaters. I got to see Char's uh, Counterattack uh, for the Gundam 40th anniversary in theaters. Um, I got to see the Broly, uh, the Dragon Ball Super Broly movie in theaters. Uh, I missed the first My Hero movie in theaters. I was actually at a, uh, I was at a uh, Final Fantasy tournament that weekend when it came out. Um, that might have been National slash Dark Crystal Cup that weekend that that first one came out. Um, so I missed it. Um, saw the second My Hero movie in theaters. Um, and then I want to say the, the the most recent anime movie I saw in theaters was shit. Maybe it was maybe it was the second My Hero movie. I think that might have been the most recent one. But Akira was out a couple weeks ago, and I missed it. Um, it's just obviously I I don't feel comfortable going to a movie theater during this time. But yeah, I've seen quite a few. I've seen like. Um, I've seen like Armitage, I've uh, Armitage three. I've seen uh, fuck. What else? Um, a couple of the Ghibli movies. Um, I want to say I've seen like Princess Mononoke on theaters. Yeah, they usually come back like the Studio Ghibli movies. They usually do like a like a summer series. The, the Borrowers. I saw that one too. Oh, um, the Secret World of Arietti or whatever it is. I think it was yeah. But uh, I, I guess if you want to get technical, technical, the first anime movie I ever saw in theaters was Transformers the movie. The original Toei animation, 80s hair rock, Transformers the movie. Because technically that's an anime. Yeah, definitely. I'm old. I'm <laughs> old. I mean, I'm sure it's better than the, the Michael Bay films, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, that's that's quite the resume uh, for animated films seen in theaters. Uh, um, and I, 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 the reason I kept rambling on like that, it's one of those things, Cody. Uh, I know you're going to say, you know, what you've seen, but if if anybody, if anybody, if you have not had the chance to see an anime movie in theaters, you're fucking up. It is it, it it's a completely different experience. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm trying to remember back to the, some of the first ones I saw in theaters. Because uh-huh. I've seen a lot of the Studio Ghibli movies, but most of them weren't uh, when they like actually were coming out like theatrically released. Like So I experienced it away. I was way too young, probably. Uh-huh. I think it came out in like, 2000, 2001. So I wasn't like into anime or anything like that. Um, uh-huh. But I've seen like Ponyo. I've seen As the Wind Rises seen steam boy in theaters i've seen steam boy yeah i don't that is considered anime right I believe, oh it sure I, is I believe. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, it's the same uh, i forget the artist who did akira but it's the same guy okay um yeah i was gonna try and see akira but it just plans kind of fell through on that weekend sure. that we were talking about um hmm. but it's one of those ones i hope it'll come back kind of like how 
I don't know about theaters near you, Chris, but like theaters near me will always play Back to the Future like every year on its anniversary. So I hope Akira will come back one of these years. Um, oh, I hope so. I'm trying to think of all the. I saw Totoro in theaters, obviously well past when it when it originally was released. Totoro, Totoro. I saw a few live action films, like I saw the Attack on Titan films in theaters. Unfortunately. Um, what else have I seen? I saw the fairy tale movies, both of those in theaters. Nice. I saw all of the Dragon Ball Z movies. So what is it? Battle of the Gods, Resurrection F, and then the Brawly movie like you talked about. Mm-hmm. Saw all of those in theaters. I saw Your Name. Uh, it has to be my favorite. Probably my favorite movie I've ever seen in theaters. Oh, wow. Uh, I saw that movie dubbed and subbed. Um, without even knowing like which one was going to be subbed or dubbed, we just went and saw them. Actually, at the same theater twice. Uh, I think that that's probably like my favorite animated film. It's hard to beat that one. Um, what else did I see? I saw uh, A Silent Voice in theaters. Uh-huh. Um, that one, actually, the, the movie messed up, and we ended up having to, to watch it illegally online anyhow nice Uh, because like the film reel messed up um and then the last one i've seen was weathering with you Mm -hmm. uh, which i believe is by the same people that made your name uh and it's another great film uh another one that kind of like tears at the heartstrings a little bit um not quite not quite as impactful as your name uh but another great film nonetheless that we'll definitely be reviewing somewhere down the line on this podcast um but i think Mm -hmm. That's just about everything, anime-wise, I believe. Um, I could be forgetting some, but yeah. If I if I remember it, I'll, I'll let you guys know. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah like, there, there's a lot now. Like it's a lot more commonplace to see anime in theaters now than than years ago. You know what I mean? Like you you would used to have to go to like a niche like old uh, you know, a lot of a lot of a lot of neighborhoods a lot of cities have like old theaters that have been refurbished a lot of them show you know they'll show like kung fu movies or they'll show like second run movies mm-hmm. um or something but now like the, like with all like the fathom events like you can almost guarantee there's going to be an anime movie at least once a month now which i think is really really cool and they make good money like the my like obviously look at demon slayer that movie's gonna fucking just crush when it hits the states um and like the My Hero movies, like I want to say, like the My Hero Two, uh, Two Heroes, got like it, it, it got noticed when it was performing very well at the theaters. It was surprising. Yeah, I know, and I know, like more recently, I haven't seen it, but I know like the Kanosuba movie was uh-huh. huge. Like uh-huh. everyone I know went and saw that. Um, yeah. So like anime, like you said, animated films are definitely becoming more of like the. It's becoming more of like a norm. Well, because they're better than most of the bullshit coming, like most of the bullshit regular movies coming out. I mean, that's and that's and that's. I mean, I feel like that's more objective than subjective. Because I mean, you look at a lot of Hollywood or you know wherever you live, a lot of these movies are borrowing concepts from anime. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because they've got like they've they've they got their shit together. Like it's a it's a great medium for storytelling, and like especially like a Ghibli movie. Like if there's any one studio that you need to see a movie on the big screen it's a studio Ghibli movie like they're breathtaking that's the only way to describe it 
they're just insane to watch like spirited away i felt like i was just in another fucking realm when i was watching in theaters yeah i'm glad you mentioned spirited away because i think that was kind of like the flagship that made like animated movies coming overseas like to america and like being dubbed yeah because it won an academy award that year it won the academy spirited away won the academy award for best animated movie that year Mm -hmm. yep yeah that was big Actually, mate, I I just randomly thought about it, but I've also saw Mary and the Witch's Flower in theaters. So. Mm-hmm. Another nice. another great film you should check out. Huh. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Like theater, anime in a theater is second to none, and I highly recommend it. If if you're if you're interested in anime at all, and you haven't had the chance, I reckon at this point most people have. Right. But if you haven't, you're fucking up. Yeah, and I'm sure like most of our listeners, they've 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 seen animated films in theaters. Um. But yeah, it's definitely something like it's definitely a great experience. Like if you if you have a friend that hasn't seen like an animated film, mm-hmm. you know, just what's well, a great way to get somebody who doesn't like anime. Like at the time, I, m- I remember we're, t- we're talking two thousand one. My girlfriend at the time when we went to go see Spirited Away, she fell in love with the movie. She wasn't into anime, and she was like, "That was an amazing experience." Yeah, it's definitely a, a good way to get somebody who might not be into it or might be kind of yeah. like on the fence about it, like. Drag them along with you. They're going to have a great time. Uh-huh. Absolutely. My wife doesn't know it yet, but she's going to come with me to see uh, Demon Slayer when it comes out. <laughs> Love that. Absolutely. Yeah, we'll have to. I'll, I'll definitely have to nominate that as one of the animes I haven't seen yet. So. Which one? Demon Slayer. Like, yeah. Like I, the actual show. I, I haven't dove into it at all yet. So. Uh, I want to. Well, Chris, if, if if it gets voted in, you'll you'll have to. Right? I know, I know. That that might be the only way I, I give it a fair shake. We'll just have to force you to watch it. Um, Fuck. Or maybe, maybe seeing the movie first will turn it around. I don't know. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get there. We will yeah, definitely get yeah, there. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, That's right. But yeah, guys, if you want to stay up to date with us on everything, all of our polls. If you want to vote on those, you can follow us on Twitter at Shonen and Suds. You can like us on our Facebook page, which is also at Shonen Insuds. If you just search that, you'll find it real quick. Just drop us a like there. Um, and be sure to follow us on our Podbean account. That's where like we get to really take a look at all the stats. Um, I know we passed over 200 downloads now, so we really appreciate you guys checking out the show. Uh, and you can, you can drop us a follow there, and they'll notify you whenever we drop a new episode and everything like that. Um, but, Chris, that's pretty much all I got for this episode. Do you got anything else you want to say before we close up? No, man. Uh, I'm just excited to d- dive back into some Seven Deadly Sins. I have become very, very invested in these characters, and I'm excited to keep going. Yeah, guys, so if you want to stay up to date with us, be sure to watch the... I believe it's called The Signs of a Holy War. It's those four episodes. It's called Season 2 on Netflix, so watch those. And if you can find the Bon OVA, try and watch that. I'm going to try and find some links that work for us. Um, so we'll see what we can do on that, and we'll let you guys know about that. Yeah, no, yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I, I yeah. thought I thought I lost you for a second there. Christmas. Oh no, I'm still here. <laughs> I am definitely still here. I'm just excited, man. I'm excited to dive back in, and you guys should be too. But until we meet again, I'm Chris Adams, and I am Cody Snodgrass. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we will be back next time. <laughs>